Have you ever wondered what an AAC is? Have you ever had an SLP recommend an AAC device to your child? Do you have concerns on what an AAC device is and might be apprehensive to use it? Then you're in the right spot because today we're going to talk all things AAC. Hi, I'm Melissa Joseph. I'm a certified speech language pathologist. And I'm Haley McCute, and I'm a certified speech language pathologist assistant. And we're the Pediatric Speech Pals. Hi, welcome, welcome. Happy Thanksgiving week. Gobble, gobble. Oh man, I'm so excited for turkey and mashed potatoes. Me too. Oh, do you like and pie? And stuffing. Oh, do you like stuffing? Oh, I love stuffing. I don't know if I like stuffing. Don't tell oh, my dad favorite. that, but <laughs> he makes like this like really homemade stuffing that's supposed to be decadent, but. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's my favorite. Something about soggy bread. Mm-hmm. Last year when we couldn't go to my Thanksgiving, I yeah. made my mom's stuffing and it's oh. just, it's home. Are you going home this Thanksgiving? Um, No. Oh, I know. I'm going to make it again. I'm going for Christmas. So. Oh, even better. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, so the good. Oh, I'm so grateful for this holiday season. Me too. And we are also so thankful for our jobs and being able to work with our amazing little families and little kiddos. And a PSP, of course. And PSP, yeah. Don't forget. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of things we're grateful for, another thing we're thankful for Ooh. is... AAC. Oh, yes. I'm very thankful for AAC. <laughs> so let's get into it. Woo-hoo. What is AAC? AAC means an alternative augmentative communication device. So essentially just another form of communication that doesn't involve verbal speech output. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of different forms, and I think most people would automatically think of the high-tech devices. An iPad. Would you think so? Yeah, or a speech generating device. Yeah. So I guess a person you would think of immediately is Stephen Hawking. Mm-hmm. He uses an AAC or people refer to him as like, oh, the Stephen Hawking voice. Yes. Because it's the voice output from the AAC that he's using. Yeah, so that's more of like the higher tech. But then you can also see the lower techs where people probably think of PECs, mm-hmm. Picture Exchange Communication System. Um, but there are also a ton of forms of AAC that most people don't even think about, like facial expressions, gestures, writing, drawing, pointing, just, again, any form of communication that's not verbal. Verbal. It's alternative. Mm -hmm. It's exactly what the name is. So So it's, we're going to go into more, um, but that's that's essentially why. That's the gist of what it actually is. What it is and probably why, you know, don't be too afraid of it because it's just another form of speech. Yes. Yeah. So why use it? Why do we use AAC? So lots of reasons why. Um, well, obviously the first one is if your child or a person of an adult doesn't have verbal communication or they don't have a form of communication, then they would use an AAC. So I think today we'll refer mostly to like the high tech version of it versus the low tech. I think, you know, they could use signs and other things too, but when I guess I'm going to reference more of like using an iPad or a speech generating device versus using PEX, which is a picture exchange communication. Mm-hmm. So we would use it um, if your child has a severe speech delay. So there's certain things like it goes hand in hand sometimes with apraxia as a motor speech disorder. So that speech is a little bit delayed. It takes a little bit longer time. So we don't, we want to limit the frustration of the child. So we recommend using an AAC for them. It can help provide language for them and learn language and it gives them a voice, an an immediate voice, I should say. When verbal communication isn't catching up or isn't where it needs to be at the moment, it gives them a form of communication immediately. And I feel like that's the most important aspect of an AAC device is that it provides communication 
I mean, once they learn it, almost immediately. Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, speech, other forms can take a little bit longer, but this provides communication immediately, which is so important. Um, And it helps, you know, the speech down the line and things like that. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but. Yeah, I mean, it, it. it can help your child, you know, when they're starting to go to school and if they don't have that verbal communication, then you have a device for them to use. Mm-hmm. Um, and a big question that a lot of parents get or I guess a lot of people think is will it hinder, you know, my child's speech and language? And it will most definitely not hinder any communication. It, I mean, it's just an immediate form. It helps it. Yeah. If anything, it promotes it. It it helps it. Like we said back in our like five tips to talk, getting to talking out, one of the number one tips was to repeat, repeat, repeat. And it's essentially what an AAC is. I mean, every time that they touch the AAC or put it, it verbally outputs the word. So it's in, for instance, we're working on like more, more food or more, just saying more, they just need to click, you know, finger isolate more. Mm-hmm. It's going to output more every time. And that's them repeating it, repeating it, repeating it. Eventually, you know, over time, they'll start to say it themselves. It's just the same exact thing as if we as a therapist would do, mm-hmm. you know. And so. it shows that back and forth and cause and effect of communicating. Oh, yeah. And I mean, you could do a quick Google search and it will tell you immediately that it does not hinder communication, verbal communication in any way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. So it's really awesome. And that just goes into some misconceptions of it. Like, will it prevent my kid from speaking? You know, How old it, do you have to be? To use it. You know, is it something that they have to rely on all the time? You know, is it going to... Skill level. Yes, exactly. And, you know, will it hinder them like with movement or playing or being around kids and peers? Or will it, you know, give them less motivation to speak? You know, like people are like, oh, well, the AAC, will they'll just use that instead of use mm-hmm. verbal communication. But... That or is. my kid's not using AAC because, you know, we try during speech, but then we don't really follow through. So mm-hmm. then they're kind of abandoning it. Yes. Oh, yeah. So that's generally what an AAC is. I mean, mm-hmm. I love it. I use it I all, do too. Oh, yeah. all the time at work. I'm a huge fan. I It helps. And it's and I think it's a, it's a great feeling when, you know, you have a family and, you know, parents are talking about the frustration that the child feels and that there's behaviors at home. And mm-hmm. then you recommend an AAC mm-hmm. and it, they're like, oh, all these behaviors went away. Oh, now I understand what my child wants. And it's amazing. And it's really rewarding. So again, it's giving back that communication that your child may not have had. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's the high-tech version if we were done to think about like an iPad or speech-generating device. Um, but the low-tech version is sometimes there's different different forms of low-tech. You know, you could do a cordboard or whatever. But the one I'm going to refer to today is or we're going to refer to today is PEX. So at PEX are Picture Exchange Communication System. Um, this is a low-tech version. So essentially what it is is the child or a person communicates by using pictures. So you create a series of photos, you know, most relevant to their life, if, you know, at home, at school, whatever it is, and Mm -hmm. they'll, you know, work on handing, you know, the picture back to you Mm -hmm. or they'll create it on a communication strip, like, I want, you know, Mm -hmm. cookies, please, and they'll create it together. Which is what Haley um, used. You used this comic, or not the comic, the (laughs) communication strip for Halloween. Yeah. And just kind of like had a little wristband and had all these little um, icons. Icons. And so to kind of help them, you know, get the steps. You got the steps, routine. And that's exactly what pecs are. You know, it's just communicating through pictures. And And depending on the skill level, the, the pictures you use can be either, I mean, pictures of full on realistic 
objects. It could be the actual object all the way up to like abstract Mm -hmm. pictures. Um, So it's kind of depending on where your kiddo is, um, that's kind of which icon we would use. Yes, exactly. Um, And this system in general, they were, it was created by an SLP and um, a BCBA. So um, I'm not sure if we mentioned it, but behavioral behavioral therapist. Um, This is often used in behavior therapy as well, but they are husband and wife and they created this in the eighties and it's really widely used now. Mm -hmm. So it's really accredited. It's a great, I also use this as well. And PEX is something that when you implement it, it has to be very structured. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's versions of pecs, but you can't necessarily call it pecs because if you're not following the structure exactly, you're doing like an adaptation of pecs. Um, and so, you know, you can get the book um, oh, yeah. and follow it specifically, but in, unless you've been trained and have that training, I think it's hard to say that you're doing full-on Pecs. Oh, to implement. Yes, it's a very specific, pers- like, mm-hmm. they call them phases. So there's certain phases, and it has to be done a certain way. And it is very specific. And uh, like Melissa said, to go get the training, we'll link it in the resources and stuff yeah. of places where to mm-hmm. get in our um, box on YouTube. Or uh, de- called description box. <laughs> our description box you know you can find there of where to go get more research or go take a course on it and find other ways you know to inform yourself about mm-hmm. it but i mean i it's awesome it, it is another again another form of communication or there's immediate form of communication when yeah some other areas are lacking or not where they need to be yeah so Haley, is there a specific age that you can start or should you wait, what would you recommend? For using AAC or PEGS? For using AAC Um, or PEGS. I don't know if there's like a specific age. It's more of like their ability to do certain things. Like these require, you know, for AAC, it requires like being able to do like a single finger isolation touch. And like if your child is, you know, I want to say like too young. I mean, we're going to, I guess like, is 12 months, is a year, and they aren't able to, like, sing, like isolate a single finger, then AAC is maybe not for them yet. And what about pecs? Pecs, I mean, it just depends if they're able to, you know, can they, like, receive a photo and be able to hand it to you? You know, there's also, like, along with this being a communication, and it requires fine motor skills and other mm-hmm. things, too, that you might have to do prep beforehand. So like, is your child grasping it? Or, you know, are they able to pick things, items up? Are they able to hand them to you? Those type of skills are required before starting this, but. And it can go into full depth. Like you can do eye tracking. You can do like mm-hmm. certain like tapping. Um, these speech generating devices can be very personalized. Oh, oh yeah, most definitely. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Like um, there's a lot of times children or people with cerebral palsy, they don't have the motor movements in their body to actually, you know, grasp or point or do these things. So mm-hmm. like Melissa said, there's eye tracking where, you know, they can track where their eyes and basically essentially it's a pointing but with your finger Mm -hmm. so I wouldn't say there's any specific age obviously you're not going to start too early because when say if a child is like one and a half two and they aren't hitting the five words yet or whatever the amount of words are at that time then you know maybe we're going to try to use like some other things we'll use signs first Mm -hmm. or try Mm -hmm. to build on that verbal or we then 
figure out that they have, like I said before, apraxia, which is, mm-hmm. you know, you can't diagnose that with too young, but certain extenuating factors. It honestly depends on the child. You yeah. Ha- you'd have to see, but yeah. you can't, I mean, pe- pegs if, could be used anywhere, anywhere, anytime. With any kid. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I guess if your child does have a diagnosis, um, that might be another indicator that AAC might be a good time. Um, sometimes if you have a diagnosis, it's harder to have the speech come out mm-hmm. earlier. So this is just another way we can get them language quickly. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. So also you might be wondering, well, why use PECs if I could just use an AAC? Well, there's lots of things. Um, sometimes children aren't ready for AAC. Like Melissa had asked, you know, how do you know if they're ready? Well, sometimes they might be ready at some point, but again, recapping on that, we need to do the pre-skills before you can get to the like end goal. Mm-hmm. So your child might not be ready for AAC. So you start with PECs or even just a therapist might trial it and saying like, oh, well, we need to, let's try and see if another alternative communication style is good for the child. Mm-hmm. So they might start with PECs because it's simpler and it doesn't, it's not, I guess not as pricey as an AAC, which is another reason why you might do PECs versus that an AAC can be quite expensive. I mean, you could buy, you have to, it goes to one of two ways. So you can buy an iPad, which is a more common way, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then you download an app, which is uh, an AAC type app, which they can be quite expensive. They can. Or an actual speech generating device is really expensive. I mean, you we can go into detail about But if your time. child needs it, I would really encourage you not, I mean, you know, these apps can be like, what, $300. Sometimes you can get a good deal and get like yeah, they have 50% sales. off. Yeah. Um, but I mean- Think about it. This is for your child's oh, communication. So, yeah. I mean, yes, it's spendy if you can't do it. There are other ways, you know, we can kind of get communication across your pecs, things like that. But mm. um, it's worth it. It's so worth Oh, yes. I would say. Which is, and that's why I think sometimes we start with pecs first to be like, hey, mm-hmm. this is proving that we do need to maybe go, uh, you know, another route of giving them communication. Here's basically our trial without having to upfront spend all that money. But mm-hmm. it, like Melissa said, it's, it's worth it. It's if worth it's it. going to give your child communication, it's so worth it. And sometimes you can have the schools fund it. So if you're doing it a little later, the schools will fund it. But once the kid reaches 18, you don't own the device. So sometimes you can't bring the device home. Sometimes mm-hmm. there's certain school rules. Um, and once they turn 18 or once they're out of school, um, they no longer have that device. Then you would have to go out and purchase another, another one. one. So that's something to think about. And in, sometimes insurances will cover it. And sometimes mm-hmm. even the AAC companies too, like they do give out devices or, you know, it just is the process a little bit longer. But again, it's worth it. It's yeah. worth it if you're going to give your child communication and a form of communication. So I yeah. mean, I'm a huge fan and I think it does amazing things. So Haley, if I was a concerned mom, what would you say to me? A uh, concerned as in like concerned that I don't want to use AAC? Yes. Concerned. I don't want to use it. I'm worried that my kid, you know, won't benefit from it or will rely solely on AAC. Well, I'm going to tell her it's, it's not true. <laughs> and But you shouldn't be concerned. You shouldn't. Because and the only reason I'm asking these questions is because I get them all the time. Oh, so yeah. um, hopefully if you are out there thinking that, Haley's going to answer your question. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're concerned, if you're concerned for one that, well, my child's going to solely rely on it. Um, I mean, we want them to have it. It's essentially, I refer to it as their voice. I say, well, where's your voice? Where, grab your voice. Um, mm-hmm. 
they won't rely on it because life it gets in the way. Like is what I tell parents. The kids are playing, they're running and they're sliding and they're jumping and they won't be able to grab the iPad right away. I mean, they make compromises, they'll make it work. But in the moment's notice, if they're trying to play with a child, they might try to use that verbal output of language or verbal communication. And that's where it starts, you know? Mm -hmm. And so you don't have to worry about them relying on it. We want it to be there for them when they need it. But like I said, life gets in the way and it just things evolve on their own. If you're concerned with that, your child will never get verbal communication. I mean, like we said at the top of this podcast, it, there's nothing helps. It only helps. And we could, I could give you 101 resources and researches, Mm -hmm. research articles, et cetera, saying that it only Mm -hmm. helps. I mean, and it also, we even said in our verse, repeat, repeat, repeat. Yeah. Simplify, simplify, simplify. This Mm -hmm. is essentially exactly what we are suggesting as therapists. Yes. And some important things I think that we should note as well is as far as implementation goes, abandonment is a real thing and can happen if the parents at home, the family at home is not also probably using it, making sure the kid uses it. Um, if it's only done at school, you know, we need to make sure that it's carryover or just in speech for an hour or 25 minutes, depending on how long. Um, it's important to continue to do that. If you don't, it abandonment is very possible. Yeah. So again, like 20 to 25 hours a week, I would say using this device, making sure this is what he uses, making sure it's attached to him or her. And just like, um, if, if it can't be attached to him, um, they can wear like a strap, like a a strap. Yeah. Um, making sure that's his voice and it's available. Another thing to consider is that it's not like sometimes if you have an iPad, Kids will then use that for YouTube and use it as an iPad, but it has to be specific for speech. speech. Oh, yes. I even, and I mean, some parents or people are going to roll their mm-hmm. eyes like, why would you tell people? I even suggest like, okay, if iPad and screen time is really prevalent in your life, in your household, I'm going to suggest to buy two iPads. I'm going to tell Definitely. you that this one iPad. You don't want somebody taking the iPad away and then he can't speak or she yes, can't speak. Exactly. Like that should be his voice to request the iPad mm-hmm. or to request YouTube. Um, yeah, it's that's so important. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And just to add on to Melissa about the carryover at home is I. it's the most important part. I mean, essentially I describe it as I try to describe to parents like – Almost like when you go to the doctor and you get a prescription, all the doctor does is prescribe it to you. You tell them, you tell him or her your concerns and the issues that you're having. They prescribe the medication, but it's up to you to then go pick up the prescription, take the prescription every day, you know, follow the rules. Like if it requires a certain mm-hmm. diet, that's all up to you. That has nothing to do on, to the, on the physician or the doctor. And that's essentially the same exact thing with AAC and PECS is that. I'm we we as therapists are going to give you the tools and the starters of how to use it, and then you have to then implement it into your mm-hmm. everyday life. And I guess that goes along with all of our speech strategies. Oh yeah, um, but so specifically for this one too, <laughs> like so important. It is, and it takes a lot of work. That's mm-hmm. for it sure. It does. It does. It it's dedication, but it's worth it because once your kid gets it, it's it's life changing. Oh yeah. 10 out of 10 recommend. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We are very thankful for AAC. (laughs) So what do you think? Did you want to add anything else about AAC? I think that's about it. I mean, we could go on about how to, you know, actually implement it. But 
then again, this is just more of like a, Mm -hmm. what is it? Don't be concerned. Don't be scared of it. Yeah. And like drop any questions you have in comments or just any way to reach out to us. DM us, email us. We'll help answer any of yours. Mm -hmm. If you, we're going to put in the, um, in the description box. Yeah. Why can I not remember (laughs) this name? Um, of where to go and find more information or even take courses on it. I, I also recommend these as well as therapists go get those CEUs and go take these, and especially in AAC. Continuing and education. Yeah. But they're also a lot of these uh, companies or these, I don't know what they are, but people that educate you on these type of topics, they have parent side. Like they have ones for therapists and ones for parents. Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. as a parent can go and take these courses and classes too, which I recommend for my parents at work. But, um, and I mean, it yeah, because you, you. Sh- I mean, hopefully you're using the device too to show your kid that this is a, you know, a good way to use speech mm-hmm. and show them how to do it, navigate it, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, so Yay. yeah, so that is our episode. Yay. We hope you learned some tips and um, that you're not as scared about AEC yeah, now. Yeah, um, sure. Yeah. And I Yay. guess we'll see you next week. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye. Bye. If you are ever curious about where we got our research or want to learn more, refer to our YouTube description box where we will leave links to the resources we used. We'd like to thank our producer, David Martinez. If you want more speech tips, don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel, like us on our Facebook page, follow us on our Instagram and TikTok at Pediatric Speech Pals. Lastly, if you have any questions or concerns, email us at pediatricspeechpals at gmail.com.